This is Beat School. You are now rocking with the best. Thank you so much for tuning in with the boy. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Today, we're going to jump into gear. What do you need? What don't you need? If I could go back and do it all over again, how much money would I save? And what best recommendations I can give to any upcoming producer starting out. So stick around. We're getting into the goods right now. So when it comes to buying good gear, <clears throat> there's a lot of mixed information out there. And I want to be clear that a lot of this will boil down to preference, but I put this guide together with my past self in mind. So if I could go back and do it all over again, where would my money be best spent? I bought a ton of equipment just to sell it a year or two later, which is a bit of a bummer, especially because music equipment can often be hella expensive, so that's a pain in the ass. We live in an age where there are more options than ever to choose from, and especially when you're first starting out, it can be hard to find the best fit. So that's what this podcast is about. I've spent more money than I'd like to admit on gear, and I've experimented with a shit ton of it over the past decade. So with that in mind, I found a couple gems I'm going to drop on you that I wish I had known about earlier. And also I want to say I make these recommendations for hardware that I currently use and that I've used in the past, but none of these are affiliates. I don't get paid or anything, but I'll have a link in the show notes for you so you can check all these out on Amazon and Sweetwater. So without further ado, let's get it. So normally when people are starting out in hip hop production, they think that they need a bunch of studio equipment. And like I said in the last episode, all you really need is your computer and some software. That being said, if you want to get a little bit fancy, if you've got the budget and you want to spend on either headphones or monitors or fancy stuff, I've got plenty of recommendations for you, but I wanted to preface this with a statement that you, at the end of the day, you really don't need any of this. So keep that in mind. But just say you win the lottery and you want to ball out, let's get into it. So the first thing that I'm going to recommend are my Bayer Dynamic 770 Pro headphones. So these are expensive headphones. They're actually the ones I'm currently wearing while rocking this, but if you've got the budget, they're well worth it. I've had mine for, I think now, coming up on four or five years, and they're still banging. Uh, they're an investment down the road once you can make it, but are they necessary? Absolutely not. I know some producers that I've talked about in the last episode as well that make all of their money off of Apple headphones. I personally find that these are headphones that a lot of the, I think, professionals use as well. I see them in a lot of studios. I think that these are a good option for beginners, intermediate, and advanced if you have the money, just because I think they, they provide a good balanced mix. That being said, I have found that sometimes, while they do provide a neutral sound, if I really want, a, you have to kind of test when you're mixing what you want it to sound like on different headphones. So even though I'll mix on these right now when I'm traveling as well, I'll always put in my Apple headphones again because you've got to remember most people aren't going to be listening to your beats or your music, your raps, whatever, on super nice headphones or monitors. Most people are going to be either bumping that shit off on iPhone or off of some shitty uh, Apple headphones. So even if you mix in these and you get these for mixing, I still recommend whenever you're making, producing, whatever, and you're in your final mix, listen on multiple devices and put that shit in the car. If it doesn't bang in the car, go back to it. It ain't worth it. All right, secondly, so right now I'm traveling. I'm out in Southeast Asia. I've been living in Thailand for the past year, and I love making beats on my laptop. I've got no qualms, except what I do miss, the piece of equipment that I probably miss the most are my KRK Rocket 5 studio monitors. Once you can afford a nice pair of studio monitors, man, I could not recommend these enough. 
I've used others in different studios, but these are the only pair I've ever owned personally. I've also had mine for about six years also at this point, so that says something. There are some other ones that I've that I've listened to in studios that are dope by PreSonus and Yamaha. I've also enjoyed those, but I've never actually owned a pair, so I can't recommend them personally, but I do know that they have higher-end ones. I think also in the same price range of these Rockets that are equal, if not better, but man, I'm just partial to the Rockets because they're the ones that, that I've always, that I, I guess I grew up with in a way, and my homies got me this pair, so shout out to y'all. I fuck with them. They can be a little bit heavy uh, on the low end sometimes in a way that it makes you, you think your beats are hella popping, and then when you listen back on like Apple headphones or in headphones or in the car, your low end isn't quite there. So I do recommend if you do go with the Rockets, just to be cognizant of that, that they they can distort. They don't distort, but they can be a little bit deceptive with the sound. If you're going to be a producer that wants to record either instruments into your beats or voice into your beats, you're going to need some sort of an interface. And I mean, you don't have to if you get a USB mic. And since right now I'm traveling, I'll be honest, I don't have my interface with me, but the ones that I have used that I do enjoy are the Apogee One or the Apogee Duet. I have the Apogee Duet, but it's also probably, it's like 700 bucks. I, it was a dope tax return that year. So that's the one that I got. And so I'm, I know a lot of folks can't afford that, but that's why the Apogee One, I also recommend that one. I think it's close to 250, somewhere in there. And when it comes to vocals, I know for some of you, you know, you may not want to be vocalists, but some of you do want to be vocalists and maybe dropping 650 on an interface uh, might be out of the question. But if it's not, go for it. I think when you pair the Apogee Duet with a decent mic, it gives you a really high quality sound. And I've also seen a lot of Apogee products and different like videos with big producers and big vocalists and stuff like that. So it's definitely professional grade. And I couldn't recommend this one enough. When you pair it with a nice mic, you get, and if you have a good engineer or engineer that's worth their salt, you can get a really dope sound. So if you're if you're on a budget though, Apogee One, there are also a color, uh, excuse me, a couple other interfaces that are probably closer to that $150, $200 range that will probably get you where you need to go depending on what you want. Now, when it comes to mics, there are three that I've used personally that I'll recommend, but obviously there are a ton of mics out there. And I also want to say when it comes to microphones, a lot of it comes down to how much you're willing to spend and how they interact with your voice. So everyone's voice is different. My voice is probably in like that mid to higher range just because, you know, I'm still hitting puberty, you feel me? But if you have like a lower, more bassy voice, it might work with different, it, your voice will work with different mics differently. So these are my recommendations. Again, take these with a grain of salt, do your own research, but these are what I've found have been really helpful. So I started with an Audio-Technica AT2020. This I got for my brother, actually as a birthday present, and to record his drums with. But when we were living together, I recorded with this a bunch, both my vocals and my, my instruments. I, um, I used to play saxophone, but I sold my saxophone just to pay my rent back in Philly, but that's a story for another time. But when I was playing sax, I would record my sax into this and then use my own saxophone and beats, which is pretty cool. But this can also double as a vocal mic. And I think the price point is around $100 somewhere in there. So if you're just starting out, don't want to drop a bunch of money on it, this can be a sweet option. And it allows you both vocal recording and performance as well as the option to record instruments. So it's a good choice. The AKG 214 comes in, I think, at around $400 somewhere in there. And I like this mic. I've used this before uh, at a studio. And 
I so I never really used it for a ton, but I liked it when I liked the recordings that I did do on it. But the reason why I am recommending it is because I have the 214's kind of, I guess, older brother, bigger brother, the C414 XL2. And this also comes in pretty expensive, around a grand if you buy brand new. I think I got mine for like 700 uh, off of Craigslist or um, eBay or something like that. I got mine used, but they're good mics, so they're hold up. So if you can get it used, I highly recommend it. And I couldn't be happier with this mic, man. Like, I feel like this paired with my Apogee to wet and with my boy Ben, when my boy Ben is mixing my vocals, my shit sounds crispy as fuck. Like, I, I feel like it just works well with my voice, with the timbre of my voice, and especially when I'm singing. There's just a warmth, I think, that this mic brings to my vocals that I really like. I haven't found in other other mics, even more expensive mics, just because the I like the character of it. Plus, it looks dope. It's black and gold. Like It's just a fly mic. It works well. Highly recommend this one. But again, there are tons of others in this sort of same... If you're going to spend you know, 700 to a grand on a mic, you want to make sure it's one that you really like. So do your research. There are a bunch in that same price range that are popping. You can't go wrong in that price range, but you're just going to get a slightly bit of a different vibe depending on which one you buy. So go to YouTube, listen to some different tutorials, um, not tutorials, but some different examples of people using the mics that you're into and take it from there. This is the king of the hill right here. Which beat pad, which keyboard, what actual MIDI interface to use. So these, when I, when I personally recommend MIDI, I used to play keys, but I don't like a huge motherfucking keyboard when I'm trying to record in MIDI. I do have an 88 weighted key keyboard back at the crib in New York, and I love that joint because I like to play it. It feels like a real piano when you play in keys, but when I'm actually recording MIDI in, I rarely use it. When I record MIDI, I recommend either a 25 or a 49 key. And that's if you have the space. If you don't have the space, then I recommend a 25 key. I think you can still bang out some really cool little melodies on that joint. But if you have the space, what's nice about a 49 key is you can then work both hands at the same time. Pause. And with that, it just allows you more freedom and flexibility to play it like a real piano, especially if you know keys. So if you know keys, maybe get a bigger piano if you don't. These are the recommendations that I would make on a little MIDI keyboard that you can still bang out some melodies and get some things popping, but don't have to take up so much space or, you know, isn't going to kill your budget. So I like the Akai MPK Mini MK2. Comes in at around 100 bucks, and it also has like six beat pads, I think, six or eight beat pads on it. Has a little MIDI keyboard. Akai makes awesome stuff. And this is one when I'm going to go back and if I ever leave Southeast Asia, but this place has my heart right now, but if I ever make it back to New York, I'm going to get me another one of these because I sold my little MIDI keyboard when I was moving just for a couple bucks. And I'd love to get one again just because I right now I play all my keys off my actual keyboard, like my actual computer keyboard, but I do miss having the little MIDI, MIDI keys to mess around and fuck around on. So that's my, my recommendation for if you are on a budget, you want a dope little MIDI keyboard, Akai MPK MK2. If you want a little beat pad, I recommend the Akai MPD 218. Also comes in around $100. This is a super fun one to like tap out your beats on, tap out your drums. If, again, if you want that kind of, that Della swag, I think this is an awesome option. I had one again for a while, but in typical Kia fashion, when the going gets tough, I sell shit. So my Akai MPD ended up uh, hitting the road when I was leaving Philly and, and um, needed an extra, extra couple bucks. So a Kai MPD 218, it'll be in the show notes. 
I, I love this thing and I think it's sensitive like it's sensitive to touch take that as you will but it lights up looks cool works well doesn't get much better than that for a hundred and now what I use uh, last but not least is the Novation Launchpad Pro and that comes in about 300 bucks 250 depending on if you get it used and I found that the Novation Launchpad for me especially using Ableton it's been awesome because I can I don't a lot of people use it to actually produce their records they use it as a drum pad but because I'm just a weirdo and I like to use audio clips I use this mostly as a performance tool so this is what I use for all my beat making videos this will also be what I use if I'm going to do any sort of live performance with um, Ableton because you can tap out you can trigger both full scenes in Ableton at the touch of a button which is pretty dope but you can also use it as individual notes like any other drum pad so it's got these kind of different multifunctions it has lights on it looks cool it just looks fly when you're on it. It feels dope, and I, I think I think it's durable. It's USB powered too, so you don't need another power source. Uh, I think it's awesome for the money. I did a lot of research. There's some other performance tools, but for an all-around tool, I think this one is dope. For a close second, uh, but a much higher one in the budget, especially if you use Ableton, is the Ableton Push. I think this is a super cool tool. I don't think it's quite as portable as the Novation Launchpad, but I know the the port of, um, excuse me, the functionality is incredible. And again, it lights up, easy to use, and since it's an Ableton piece of hardware, it integrates seamlessly. So if you got the budget, you really want to ball out and and get crazy with uh with some with some drum pads. That that'd be my recommendation. So that about sums it up on this bad boy. Again, all of these I'm gonna link up in the show notes, and I. These are just little producer snippets as we're getting started. Most frequently asked questions, a little something that you can put on, listen to, answer questions. I don't think these episodes are going to draw on super long unless there may be ones later on when I'm answering a couple questions at a time or if they're an interview. But for now, we're going to keep them relatively short. Just drop some knowledge, get you the information that you need as fast as possible. So before I leave you, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it a million more times on this podcast, in my copy, in my courses, do not neglect the basics. Even if you have the super fancy headphones, you got the monitors, you got the keyboards, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter if you can't make the right choices, if you don't know what sounds good. What really matters is what's between your ears and practice. So don't let this be a crutch or an excuse if you don't have the nicest gear because at the end of the day, that shit really uh, doesn't matter nearly as much as you might think it does. So get out there, start practicing, maybe invest in a little gear, maybe a pair of headphones to start with or a little MIDI keyboard if you think it's going to make the difference. But when it comes to gear, it really is about enabling you to produce better from the skills and the foundation that you already have. And speaking of a foundation, if you want a foundation, I'm going to keep plugging it because I just dropped it and this is, that's officially the sponsor of this podcast or my courses, Blueprint for Beatmaking. I just dropped the course. Hit me up if you want to take it. I also offer coaching along with the course if you really want to speed up your results. It's a one-on-one coaching, feedback, video calls. I'll, I'll mix your beats there live for you to show you, give you critiques, advice, feedback, all that good stuff. So if you're getting into beat making and you don't want to waste a decade of your life like I did, you can take all the trial and error out of it and really streamline your focus with some of my courses. So give me a shout if you want to invest in courses, but you just aren't quite if you're sure if you're ready for it or what it entails, you know where to find me. It'll all be in the show notes as well. Kia Orion, KiaOrion.com and Kia Orion everywhere on social because I'm a weirdo. So I got a cool ass unique name. 
give me a shout. I hope this was helpful and I can't wait until I'm an affiliate someday and actually get paid for these recommendations. But right now, these are just the ones your boy uses and these are the ones I give my homies. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. Peace.